the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Six after six, it is a Friday. We've made it through the week. That's a good thing for all of us. And I'm happy to know that the Democratic Convention is over. 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 Of course, if, if you're a person that suffers from insomnia, you've gotten the best sleep that you've had in a week this week with the DNC. Uh, next week, the Republicans turn, and I'm not expecting uh, that kind of uh, a convention from the Republicans. I think we're going to see things that are going to be very interesting from them. First of all, here's what we'll see differently between the Republicans and the Democrats. You're going to see policy discussed with the Republicans, uh, which you saw nothing uh, with the Democrats. All you saw with the with the Democrats is Trump bad, orange man bad, orange man needs to be replaced. That's all you saw. For four days. That 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 was it. Hey, Shane Stacks is here. Shane, what's happening, brother? Man, I am uh, just tickled to be here. It's been a while since I got to grace the airwaves with you for various reasons. And, uh, man, I'm just, I'm just glad to be here. And, and I agree with you, Dave. Uh, you know, I didn't watch all of it. I, I kind of kept it at a distance. I see stuff like that as a... Uh, it's it's a cross between political theater and a pep rally, but it, it was obvious that it was just an emotional railing against Trump over yeah. any sort of real platform. So, yeah. Well, I I I got to tell you, I have faith that the American people can see through this blame game that the Democrats leveled at Trump for the last four days. I mean, everything is his fault. Everything, everything. E- yeah. everything. Did you do you have constipation? Trump's fault. I'm just yeah. telling well, you. Well, I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, did you stub your toe? It's the orange man's fault. Uh, you know, and and a lot of people are just w- swooned over uh, Obama's speech, and, and I felt that it was Why? that speech was tragic. It was just uh, he he just uh, a previous sitting president got up and on a national stage flayed or attempted to flay uh, uh, the current sitting president. And it just, I don't know, man, it, it felt, it felt wrong. You know, I mean, yes. it, it, yeah. You, how is that? How is that using the light? How is that, you know, coming out of darkness when you're just, <laughs> when you're, when you're, when you're literally, literally trying to take the carving knife against, you know, your current leader like that. So I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. Now you brought you brought your buddy with you today, didn't you? 
Now, he brought me, Dave. He brought this, you? This man is, yes, his, his shoulders are big. So he brought me. Uh, we, have, we have the pleasure of Doug to Naples joining us, who, of course, uh, has, has been on the show before, both yours and mine. Uh, it, most people know him for Earthworm Jim. Yeah, video game, and now the comic book. Uh, but he's also, you know, he's a uh, he's done a lot of uh, producing uh, in TV. He's worked with Hollywood. He's got a lot of different. Uh, he's done different comic books and, and properties and stuff. So he's just uh, he's just a cool dude. And on top of that, he's a very very staunch conservative Ew, uh, and, yeah. and Christian. Yes, so he's, he is. he's he's the Bigfoot of the entertainment industry. He's a, he's a he's an outspoken Christian who still manages to do well uh, under his own steam in the entertainment industry. So, with that introduction, what's up, Doug? Hey, good morning, guys. It's good to have you back, Doug. It's it's really a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, yeah, let, let's deal with that first thing that uh, that changes. That how do you keep going? When so many others, you know, get canceled and, and whatever uh, in the entertainment industry, do you just do, do people just figure you're a lost cause now? Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> much done. Uh, but I, I also I'm still having fun as we uh, as we're always threatening to go down the drain. So don't I don't let them take the song out of my heart. I don't let them take my optimism out. I still am. I still love this country. I still love. Right our freedom that we have to even to complain about politics. I think it's great. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Before we and, and we're going to talk about your new Kickstarter because I want to get into that right off the bat. But one question for you before uh, we do that. It seems to me that culture in America and especially Hollywood, because they're so devoid of originality now, everything is nothing more than, uh, you know, copies of what came before it uh sure we're at a point now that netflix has come out with a poster of 11 year old girls in very highly suggestive uh, clothing uh, about girls joining together to be in a twerking club at 11 years old and they saw oh, nothing that cuties movie yeah, yeah and they saw nothing wrong with this and they you know and in america uh, thank god uh there's still some people with vestiges of morality uh rose up and said what are you doing this reminds me of what happened to if you guys remember about i don't know how many years ago maybe it was a decade walmart was uh starting to put out clothing lines for young girls that were really, really revealing and and people struck back about that. You know, what's going on in Hollywood now, Doug? I mean, well, I can't imagine they're, that they're happening. Doing, sure, sure. They're doing, well, Hollywood's mind acts different than uh, the rest of America. They're, um, you know, they're the tip of the spear on the culture war. And then the American family is the other is the tip of the spear on the other side, fighting back in defense of tradition and values and um, and and the love and protection of children and uh, um, just honoring things of the past a little better. Um, 
Net, but the, America's response is they are mass unsubscribing to Netflix, and they're Good. they're fighting back. They're just saying we don't want it, and you know they they keep uh, Hollywood. This is the problem with Hollywood and Netflix. You know, and this is Silicon Valley. They just think that we're not going to ever do anything. They think we'll just go along, and enough people don't say anything and hand our culture over to these psychos. And America is a place where we still get to weigh in with our voice. And I think that's great. As long as we still get to vote, we still get to choose what to buy and not to buy. We still get to freely speak against Netflix and Hollywood. America is still doing great. And we there's an opportunity here to stand up and talk back. Tell them what you want. Yeah, that's exactly what uh, what I'm doing. I saw their apology yesterday. Hollow or real? Well, what was I, I was going to say that that my guess was going to be that they would do some corporate speak about oh well, we were you know uh, uh, not not come out and say oh this movie's bad but oh we've heard you that that's not the content you want right now or something like that you know that's a very light backpedaling what what was the actual apology oh no they didn't apologize they didn't apologize for the content. They only apologize for the poster. Have you seen the poster? Yeah, I've seen it. I have, yeah. Yeah, this Cuties movie is about, it's, it's about an 11-year-old girl uh, that becomes obsessed with a twerking club uh-huh. and wants to join the twerking club and along the way discovers her femininity and, and, and sexuality or something like that. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, and part of it too, you know, like Doug was saying that, that Hollywood doesn't think like this, and, and I totally agree with that. But there's also, you know, an active element that's like, we've got to save America from itself, and we have to broaden their mind. You know, this, these kinds of movies are needed in order to wake up the, you know, the, the, the Cro-Magnon uh, that lives in flyover country, Right. Yeah. So, I mean, so, you know, they didn't just go, oh, you know, somebody wouldn't like, oh, that movie will be fine. I mean, they're like, you know, oh, this is avant-garde, you know, 20 years from now, some little girl's going to come up to me and thank me for putting that on Netflix because it, it began her own discovery. Do you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's not just an entertainment factor here. Now, what's, what's amazing about that is that they really do believe what you just said. That's right. some some, yeah, some yeah, young yeah, woman ten years from now. They'll yeah, roll ahead, back Doug. out. That you're you're a prude for being offended. They're gonna they're gonna hit back that way. You're so unreasonable for being offended by this. You have a thin skin. Even as we watch across America, their uh, Black Lives Matter thin skin, their um, the rainbow thin skin, where they're offended at all these microaggressions and not using the right pronouns for not using they, them. So th- this is where they hit back to you and show you. They're going to go, oh, just be tough. Go along with it. Have a sense of humor. Don't be such a prude is what they'll come back with. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and, of course, the reason that we should we should embrace this film with open arms is it uh, it showed i guess i don't know i don't think it was cans it was another it was another film uh series out there but it comes from france and uh, we all know that if it comes from france it's enlightened 
and we must accept it. Yeah, yeah if we perfect. don't, then, yeah, I mean, the decadence. if we refuse... Oh, go ahead, Doug. It's the decadence. I, I like wine from France, and that's about it. <laughs> well, little cheese, Well, man. listen, if... Uh, wine and cheese. Listen, if, if we refuse this movie, then we will not be allowed to brunch and have mimosas with the, uh, with the elite. So just be aware of the consequences. Can I still buy a poodle? <laughs> I, I don't know. There's, it, it, I think it has to, uh, you have to get a waiver. Yeah, it might be the a, truth. Might yeah, you have to have truth. a hardship condition. All right, so uh, Shane Sachs is with us for the hour, as is Doug uh, Tanapel, he's uh, Tanapel, pardon me, is with us as well. When we come back, we're going to start. We're going to talk about his new Kickstarter. You'll want to be part of this. And uh, Earthworm Jim Two is ready to go. We'll talk about that here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. I also want to know if Doug has been approached by like PlayStation Five or PlayStation Four for a new Earthworm Jim video game we'll talk about that also 619 on a friday morning more coming your way in a moment first traffic and weather all right doug tenapel is with us he of uh, the the creation of a great character by the name of earthworm jim now earthworm jim well earthworm jim had uh, uh video games now earthworm jim has two beautifully uh rendered books the second one getting ready to come out to you you get to be part of a kickstarter to make that happen and i see your kickstarter is closing in on uh, two hundred thousand dollars uh doug that's, yeah, we're getting that's there. really great that's great we we uh we passed one hundred and seventy nine thousand. i put embossing on the cover and different colored foils and things like that and this is in the middle of one of the most, you know, cancel culture centric areas in America, and that is Silicon Valley, where um, Kickstarter lives. So I, I decided I knew that I'd get canceled sooner or later by working in Hollywood. So I started doing things independently, and that's my message to conservatives out there: is get your work out, build up your audience, and that's what we're doing on Kickstarter. And you'll even see if you put in Earthworm Jim two at kickstarter.com you'll even see at the very top of the page they have the hashtag black lives matter right on their logo yeah i noticed that i'm in in hostile territory yeah no kidding no kid but here's the, the key and you said something very important and that is we can't just let it go. Andrew Breitbart was so right about culture being upstream from politics, et cetera, et cetera. And to wa- the church walked away from art, so to speak, and uh, now they're yeah. trying to get back into it. Uh, conservatives are doing the, the same thing to a small extent. You know, do you do you feel a conservative movement moving that, you know, we're not going to come and just, you know, beat people over the head with, uh, you know, the, the teachings of capitalism and things of that nature. But we're going to include it in our in our scripts and in our TV shows and things of that nature. Yeah, I'm still I'm still a pretty vocal Christian in a way I'm challenging culture to cancel me. I'm, I, my confidence comes from God, and my, and my, I love my country, and I love my people. I love my audience, and my audience is primarily secular. So I, I really feel like um, 
Um, I'm leaving the 99 to go after the one. I don't. I'm, I'm really not here to provide material just for the safe people, but I want to dive in deep on the front lines and have some fun and encourage people to come along and read my work. And it's working so far. So I'm just, I, I, I don't want to, I don't ever want to react in fear. <clears throat> I don't ever want to react by hiding or showing shame about things that just common sense wise, we should be able to uh, speak in public about this is our right. And I'm, I'm, I'm claiming I'm just, I, I'm on board for the ride and I'm having fun doing it. So, so to, that's my so, message yeah. to people is, is go for it. Yeah, Doug, tell, tell my listeners, what are some principles that you incorporate into, like, for instance, Earthworm Jim? Sure. Well, it's a, it's, so it's all ages, so anyone can read it, and they're not going to get damaged. Um, you're going to laugh and smile. It's super creative because I, I want to say that uh, conservatives and Christians can still be creative and have a lot of fun. And then there's always a, um, a, a moral in it that points people to the light. So in, in this book, Earthworm Jim is dealing with courage and fear are the themes. So he's, uh, he's afraid having gotten knocked back in the last book, and he has an enemy trying to scare him in, into giving up his freedom is kind of the theme. Boy, that, that's really apropos now, isn't it? Don't we have fears mm-hmm. that want to... Want us to give up our, our our freedoms? We got a guy that's running for president, and the other party who says when he becomes president, if he did, uh, which I don't think he will, but if he became president, he would make it a mandate that everybody must wear a, a mask. I mean, I I can't yeah, believe you, that the you, American people would even accept that. Yeah, the state overreach on the mask is a is a scary thing, and we we are sensitive to people that are. Uh, injured you know i feel for all of them but the idea that 100 percent of americans have to wear a mask and you see all these beautiful faces covered up with this uh, american hijab is uh, is a troubling thing to see and it goes against our our free spirit that we've always had before yeah i've, I've got and a I mask think, i mean i'm go ahead Shane. yeah i would say i'm 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 for the most part pro mask and pro being safe about coronavirus but I don't like the idea, and I've said many times publicly that I don't like the idea of it being enforced or mandated. So, yeah, by the, uh, yeah, the end of a gun. And I smell, and I smell yeah. something behind the economic shutdown that is political <laughs> and not science. I smell really? something. Really? Yeah, you think? smell that, huh, Doug? <laughs> yeah, after the, after the Stepford Convention last night. Oh, uh, Lord. <laughs> that's a true. thousand-mile stare of uh, uh, the thousand mile stair Biden uh, rollout. I just smell. Um, it's just strange because now everything's politicized, and you see even the masks are politicized. Where people on the right yeah. say, "Oh, we're we're against it," and people on the left automatically, "This is the new, you know, this is the new good, the new normal, or whatever." Yeah, it's. I mean, every we're in a definitely a highly. America is always highly political on something, but we're we're. We're in in really deep waters. I mean, everything is diametrically opposed. Everything is politically charged. Uh, but I did want to say I wanted to kind of touch yep. on something you were talking about there, Dave. Forty five uh, seconds. Go. Forty five. I think I could do it. Doug is is one of those creators that his stuff is wonderful escapist entertainment. Uh, but like I said, he has a message in it. Doesn't beat you over the head. But if you follow him 
on social media or talk to him personally, he doesn't beat around the bush. He's staunchly conservative. He's staunchly Christian, and he's outspoken. There's probably a lot of the people that read his stuff that have no clue, right? Because he's he's not he's not blowing it up in his in his stuff. His okay, stuff I'm gonna hold you right people. there. We're gonna yeah. pick that up when we come back. We got to get to the news. Let's do that right now on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back at my house, sitting in my dining room, got my uh, injured leg up on a chair making sure the swelling stays under control. I get this cast off, by the way, next Thursday. I'm excited about that. And uh, I get to see what my Frankenfoot looks like then at that point. Did Linda I, sign your cast? No, you can't sign this one. It's, 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 it's a soft cast, so it's, it's wrapped up in uh, uh. like a, an elastic bandage as well. Let me ask you guys this. I'm, I'm talking to Joe and Doc. I'm going to see if I can get like uh, a, a service on an automobile, a, like a, maybe a, a full oil change, uh, a, a tire rotation, and an alignment. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to try to nail that down today because I'm thinking I'm going to let my listeners call in Monday and Tuesday. And whoever comes closest to how many stitches or staples the doctor used to close up my surgery, they'll win this prize. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking of doing Are we getting the cast? Yeah, but you know, I, I I don't know if they'll want it. It's been on my leg. Somebody for, out there wants by your cast, Dave. Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm, who, I'm t- who, who I'm, doesn't want who doesn't want a smelly old bloody rotten cast? <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on but this it's now. Dave, smelly old rot, rotty or uh, bloody cast. Yeah, I'll do like I used to do when I went to crime scenes when I was a younger man. I'll put Vicks vapor rub on a. On a on a handkerchief when I go in next Thursday when they cut this sucker off. I'm just saying it's gonna, it's going to stink. I'm telling you, it's going to yeah. stink. It really is. Hey, Doug, uh, enough, enough about my foot. Although I I have to tell you, you know I got I I I keep a pretty good sense of humor no matter what happens, Doug. And I asked sure. my surgeon before they put me under whether you know he told me that they had to take. A little. They had to figure out how much of my foot they were going to take off because they had to have enough tissue to close up the wound. And I and I asked him. I said, "Well, you're going to use a taco fold or a burrito fold on it?" And uh, yeah, yeah. These, these are the important <laughs> questions of the day. He looked at me and he says, Ellsworth, he says, you got a great sense of humor. I got to tell you, you got a great sense of humor. All right. With that it's said, so five Doug, Dave. Yeah, Doug, you tell me now. You got your new Kickstarter going on. What's happening? Earthworm Jim Two. Sure. You uh, you go to go to Kickstarter, put in Earthworm Jim Two, and I'm just looking for fans and looking for readers. If you see a book you like, you pick one up, and it's uh, it's a twenty five dollar book. This is how I pay my rent. This is how I keep moving forward. But it's really I'm I'm into the the beauty of of printing. These are hardbound books. These are nine by twelve inch. Each story is complete. It's 160 pages. It has gold gilded edges. Wow. So I'm trying to do instead of like the floppy comic books that you see used to see on the spinner rack at a Seven Eleven. These are higher end library books that um, are things that you want to put on the coffee table and have the ha- the, the family gather around and admire. 
that's all I'm doing. Is they really are I, nice. I'm really turned on by printing, and uh, and h- just high quality paper and stuff like that. And and family stories is what makes me go. So if you agree and you like it, you want to give it a shot. Take a look. Go to Kickstarter. Put in Earthworm Jim Two. Yeah, Doug. Yeah, well, I wanna... I'm thinking you're saying coffee table books, and I'm I'm thinking that's the difference between you and me and Shane. I got Earthworm Jim on my coffee table. My friends have Ansel Adams and the pictures of Yosemite. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just saying this. Yeah, we... This is great. Well, we've got well, them before, Dave. You and I are sure. we're we're Godzilla fans. We're Godzilla that's right. fans. Oh, okay. I'm, I've got a question before the end of the hour. I'm not going to do it right now because it'll tangent us big time. But let's remember Godzilla and King Kong. But I want, I want to add to, to what Doug said. And his books are really nice. One, again, you're getting really fun, really whimsical, really entertaining escapist entertainment. And one of the big problems in mainstream comic books right now is it's hard to get escapist entertainment because there's a lot of political agendas and ideologies of the comic books right now. Not all of them, sure. but a lot of them. Okay, so on well, the, and they're, the they're story, also they're they're darker and bloodier than they've ever been, and I I want to make yeah. people laugh and I want to show people an adventure and more fun, like the old like Star the original Star Wars is more what I meant. Yeah, let's to. just have fun, right? A bright four color fun story. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Doug's right. Like a lot of the comic books are darker, they're grimmer. Like DC for a while started getting more brighter and hopeful, uh, and they started selling better. And then for some explicable reason, they got dark again with this whole this thing that they call metal. But anyway, that's a tangent. Want to stay on uh, Doug's stuff? But his books, they're they're sturdy, they're pretty. They're they're beautiful, like he said. They're they're uh, you know you can put them on the coffee table. The the binding is nice. The covers are amazing. Uh, but he also hides stuff, or at least he did. He has with previous uh, projects he's done. So I don't want to commit him with Earthworm Jim too. But sometimes he'll hide stuff in there that he doesn't broadcast, and he's hoping that people will find. Uh, and, yeah, I'm, a sub, and then, I'm a subversive. I'm a subversive, subversive storyteller. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He, he, well, if I remember right, like was wasn't it, was it Bigfoot Bill or Earthworm Jim one, where there was like a, a glow in the dark thing that you don't broadcast. You're hoping people will find. Yeah, that's Earthworm Jim one. Had we had a, I, yeah. I hid and a, a glow in the dark page it. so you he can just, only see it. Yeah, he just he he doesn't tell people that stuff's in there. He wants them to have the delight and the surprise. And then another thing I'll tell you, when I got my box for Earthworm Jim 1, the, the box was a work of art. I've never seen anything like it. It had artwork all over it and all kinds of cool stuff. People went nuts on it on the Internet. I mean, there's people probably, like, could sell just the box. It, it, he yeah, he goes know, way above what Dave, you probably know this from from entertainment is you have to keep the audience, you have to keep surprising them. You, uh, as soon as they can predict what you're going to say, you're out. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very very true. So you know, b- break the tension here, Doug. Is uh, Earthworm Jim coming back in video game form? 
He uh, right now there is a team uh, about half to three quarters of the original team that made Earthworm Jim back in 1994 are making a brand new game for the they're bringing it back the Intellivision video game system and it's called the Intellivision um, um, the Amico is what it's called and they're doing a brand new Earthworm Jim four video game for the uh for the fans that are still alive we're bringing you a game <laughs> well there's a lot of them still alive if you're doing almost two hundred thousand dollars on this new kickstarter how much did you do on yeah. that first one the first one over on indiegogo we did eight hundred and fifteen thousand dollars i did a ten thousand book print run which is one of the biggest crowdfunding things i've ever done so after the kickstarter yeah, we roll out on indiegogo did yeah, you, you have set all, an Indiegogo yeah. record at yeah. the time. Did you have all those books in your living room at one time? <laughs> I, I, I got I, at one point. I got big enough to do shipping and fulfillment. We have we have a warehouse that they go in now. It's like it's like it's like fifteen pallets of books are not going to. My house is big. It's not that big, Dave. Yeah, I got gotcha. <laughs> I I just could see it though. You know, you gotta you 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 walk in your house and you charge fifty cents at the door to walk through the maze. You know that just yeah. set up yeah. in well, the living room. Well, he's it's a, intimidating he's a, he's a to go all the neighborhood kids. To, to yeah, it's intimidating to go from stuff that you can handle in your own closet or a closet full of books to suddenly I'm a, I'm a publisher, I'm a printer, you know, I, I have to do all this work now and I used to just draw and now I'm running a whole independent comic business. That's another thing that I tell conservatives is take control of your own business because culture is so hostile right. to you, they'll force you to be quiet. But if you're independent, you can be louder and people will find you. Yeah. Well, Doug I, also I, gives lie to the um, – Doug at times will definitely attract the screaming cancel culture. I believe, you know, there was uh, – and, and I'm not exaggerating too much here. There was actually – there's people that, that would follow the 700 Club every day, organized, just so they could see what Pat Robertson would say, so they could broadcast, broadcast and get mad about it. Okay. That's the way it always so works. Doug is – yeah, I'm not saying that Doug is Pat Robertson or any, but I'm saying there's a similar, like they they look for things to get you on. Of course. So Doug gives lie, and he makes he shows how hollow a lot of cancel culture is. They holler and they scream, and but Doug is his own boss, so they can't cancel him. And in the meantime, yeah, his me. projects raise all <laughs> kinds of money, and he shows how he shows how thin and shallow. The, the true cancel culture is. But they can yeah, make they're it not, they're, they're, they're a paper tiger. And, uh, right. they, again, they're only real if you make them real. You know, right. you, you, uh, you can ignore them. Yeah, you can ignore them, but you, you do have to be vocal. You have to find your fans. You have to work hard at reaching out. And you have to do excellent work because uh, if you're asking people to volunteer to pay for a book, um, you make one bad book and you can lose that person for life because you let them down. So there's there's a higher contract between me and my readers now where I feel like I really need to put out 100% all the time, you know, hit it all the time. And we serve them well with our, ship, our shipping and fulfillment is top tier. So it, it can't just be, hey, I'm one of you, so support me. It's no, it's I put out amazing work 
Most of my audience disagrees with what I have to say, and I've got them. I'm capturing them. All right, we're going to get a break in right now. We'll come back. Uh, Doug Tenapel is going to be with us until uh, 7 o'clock, along with Shane Stacks. When we return, I want to talk with uh, with Doug about what he might can share with us about the future. He He's not going to give a whole lot away because he wants you to stick around to find out what it's going to be uh, on his website and on his Instagram and all the different things that he does in social media. But uh, we'll 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 tie him down with duct tape and use uh, pliers to pull out some teeth and see what he'll tell us here on the Dave Ellswick show at 13 minutes till seven on us on a Friday. Are there some different things besides Earthworm Jim that we can expect from uh, Doug Tenable? Sure. Well, you know, I'm, I'm creating stuff every day. I love uh, making things. It's part of uh, what Tolkien calls being a sub-creator. But uh, I've got a, another book called Bigfoot Bill 2 that we're printing right now, and I had some Hollywood interest in it this week where they asked for a PDF of the story. They want to read it and see if it might work in a, a broader, uh, maybe Netflix even, maybe evil Netflix but uh, yeah, right. they're going to they're, so, so that's that's how this works is and they they have to weigh we want this property, but uh, but we have to cancel Doug. So I like <laughs> I like making them I like making them want it. And then they have a tough decision to make. Yeah, I like yeah. I like that. So tell us about this character. Is this like the Bigfoot we see on the uh, I think is a progressive commercial where they're, they're talking to him, and he, yeah. they said, what it's do they a, call me, Bigfoot? Well, my real name's Daryl. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a Bigfoot, but it's got a duck to Naple twist in that he wears the Kraken, you know, the giant sea monster, as a costume. So it, that's his uh, that's his superhero outfit, and he's got these tentacles hanging off the back, and it's got a... It's got a face on his chest that talks to him. So it's Bigfoot and the Kraken, their buddies. Oh, my. That sounds yeah, fancy. Bigfoot Bill is just as whimsical and just as fun and just as family-friendly as Earthworm Jim. Just Earthworm Jim, you know, has more public recognition because of the video game stuff. But if you like Earthworm Jim, Bigfoot Bill is just as good. It's, 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 it's yeah. really fun. Now, well, I'm always know. creating. I'm like my own my own uh, Dave Ellswick show. <laughs> so you now, we were talking about Godzilla versus King Kong. We we got to get back together when that comes out. We need to do a oh, we need to do a know full it. unfolding. Yeah, I just yeah. I got to say, and you know I got to say that I'm fully in the big lizards corner. I'm I all know about you. Yeah, me Godzilla. Too. I'm fully in, and, and Dave Dave has thrown his hat in the ring for the big ape, who I love the big ape. Don't get me wrong, but that lizard that lizard's going to cook him. So Wait, but Dave, Dave loves Godzilla. He's just saying he he like the history of the of the movie series. Well, see, yeah. this is this is the best way. I mean, you always win when you like both characters a lot. I remember when the Bears, the last time they went to the Super Bowl, uh, they played the Patriots. So I knew they were, they were going to win. I had no doubt about it. It would be like if the, if the Cubs had to play the Yankees in the World Series. Whoever won. Yeah. And you I, have a theory. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah. Well, you I'll have a theory you, on love... Mecca Ghidra. 
<laughs> oh, Mecca Gator is coming. Yeah, Mecca he's Gator coming. is coming. Yeah, yeah you got to remember, how did the movie King of the Monsters end? They find, they had yeah, one the, of his the, heads. The echo terrorist guy got mm-hmm. his, got Gator his head. Yeah, and so, he, can re- uh, he can regenerate. Yeah. What's weird yeah, is think, uh, is at the convention at the convention last night we got to look at Mecca Biden they brought back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw. You remember you remember that classic scene from Godzilla King of the Monsters where Ghidorah is on top of the volcano? Oh yeah. I I actually saw that sort of shadowily superimposed over over the speech last night. Maybe it was my imagination, but I, I don't know. I think it was. I'm going to tell I you the best. Was, the best scene in Godzilla King and Monsters was when Rodan was on. It wasn't Rodan. It was no. It was Ghidra when he spread his wings and he looked that's what like. I'm talking about. Yeah, he looked like yeah. the the satanic idol from The Exorcist. <laughs> so when when Biden was like, "I'll take you out of darkness," I saw that superimposed. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, but I do have to say, one of the best parts of Godzilla King of the Monsters was at the very end during the credits where they show that some of the, they call them titans, I still say kaiju, are are forming up with Godzilla, and then some other ones are heading to Skull Island. So That's it's right. not just going to be Godzilla and Kong, it's going to be two groups of titans. Opposed. It's going to be like a cage so match, not, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's going to be so much it'll fun. Be the, it, it'll and, be the, the remake of Destroy All Monsters is what it'll yep. be. That's pretty Hopefully. cool. Now, that's 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 a really good uh, point there, Doug. I think that's what we're we're leaning towards. I hope so. Well, I wonder cool. if, I wonder if, like, because in the, in the original King Kong versus Godzilla, you know, you got the whole lightning and electricity charges King Kong up, and that's how they he was able to fight Godzilla. But it, but in the monster, or not the monster verse, but in in this the monarch verse or whatever you want to call it, I think King Kong is just toughing up on his own, right? Because he's all huge, and I mean he's just he's just bad, right? Well, they brought in, and people don't know this, but they brought in vast quantities of steroids, and uh, <laughs> ha- have been injecting the little Kong for the last few years. So he's going to have roid rage. Yeah, it's going to be like the that's going Hulk, to be the problem. The Hulk Kong. Yeah, that's the problem. He's going to snap. He's going to have roid rage, <laughs> and Godzilla is going to have to go in there and settle business. It's going to be interesting. Have, it's road rage since you're on a, a uh, the commute. Yeah, it's absolutely. All right, Doug. <laughs> I'm going to let you go, brother. Thanks for making the time for us today. I know you're a busy, busy guy. Uh, it was great hanging with you guys. I'll come on anytime, Dave. Thanks. Great to hang with you again, too, Shane. All right. Doug yeah, Tenapel here on the, the Dave Ellswick Show. We'll let him go. Shane, uh, where do people find you now? How do they keep listening to Best you? The best way to find me is just go to shaneplays.com, S-H-A-N-E-P-L-A-Y-S.com. And my, I've got YouTube and podcasts and all this stuff out there. But just go to the website, shaneplays.com. All right, brother. Thank you for being part of it. I know this is not in your sl- this is in your sleep cycle, so I appreciate you. Okay. You, got, you got yourself out of bed, and you're part of the Dave Ellswick show this early in the morning. Have a great day, Shane. Thank you. Yeah, love you, Dave. Be good. All right. Continue our Friday programming. Robert Steinbach, Chris Corbett coming up, along with our special guest Dan Sullivan, Senator, uh, State Senator Select from Jonesboro. Big news coming. Don't go anywhere here on the Dave Ellswick Show.
Dave Ellswick show we will transition from culture and we will talk about politics and uh, uh, state senator elect Dan Sullivan is with us now from Jonesboro also here with us Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett Robert Steinbach of course a professor of law at the Bowen School of Law and uh, his opinions are his and his alone and uh, then Chris Corbett, who's a practicing attorney from Conway. Uh, his specialty is in engineering. So they join us as they do every, every uh, Friday. And it's good to have them here with us. Let's just start it off with, uh, with uh, Senator-elect Dan Sullivan. Dan, you've got big news for the Dave Ellswick Show today. Well, I do, and for the citizens of Arkansas, too, and I appreciate you uh, having me on to discuss these. As, uh, as many of your listeners know, the governor on last Friday extended for a third time his executive proclamation or executive order, uh, giving the governor and the executive branch uh, tremendous power and tremendous authority. So we first had it for 60 days, and he extended it for 45, and now he's extended it another 60 days, which I and many Arkansans believe is unconstitutional. Uh, So we are putting together um, a lawsuit to file um, against the Secretary of the Department of Health, actually, that the Secretary did not follow the Administrative Procedures Act in many of the uh, actions that have been taken by the Secretary of Health, of course, limiting feeding, limiting businesses, uh, greatly impacting our economy and many small businesses in the state. And you know, it's important, Dave, that people understand the difference between what an emergency order is and how it comes about. In order for the governor to have an emergency order, there has to be a disaster of some sort. You know, we're more familiar with tornadoes and floods, but there has to be an, a disaster. And then as a result of that, the governor will make an emergency declaration that gives him, as the attorney for the Secretary of Health described, unlimited power. They testified that he, the governor can do whatever he wants. Well, this, uh, so the whole emergency declaration is predicated on a disaster. Well, yesterday we had the Secretary of Education and the Secretary of the Department of Health in committee meetings. And I asked them, you know, of course, we're getting ready to open our schools, we're playing football, we're doing all of these things, and it just seemed to me that we're no longer in a disaster. We may be cautious, we may want to take precautionary measures, but we're no longer in a disaster. So I just asked the Secretary of the Department of Education, I said, are we currently in a disaster as of today? And he testified no. And then we asked the Secretary of the Department of Health if we are in a disaster. He testified no. But once they say we're no longer in a disaster, that should make the governor's executive orders null and void. There's no longer a reason for that. 
uh, and I'll let the our two attorneys weigh in on that, guys. What do you think? Well, I think the point that Dan raises is important at two levels. One is the simple, straightforward issue as to whether or not we are currently in a disaster. And when you have the administration saying no from two heads of the department, that strikes me as near dispositive or actually dispositive. But I think also the broader point is even perhaps more important. That is... We are a system of government of checks and balances, and that's achieved, amongst other ways, by having the legislature involved in lawmaking. And we cut out the legislature during an emergency because of the urgent nature. Well, if that's not necessary, then we have to have the legislature involved. Now, I happen to generally favor legislative action because I find it more democratic than either of the other two branches. And I years ago worked in the legislature on the federal system. So I appreciate their activity uh, as being the linchpin to the democratic process. And I don't see why the legislature can't be called back into session to operate with the governor. And this is the critical point here that I want to bring out. Dan doesn't oppose the specific outcomes that the governor is seeking to bring about. He opposes the process by which the legislature is being cut out. And that's the critical analysis here. Let's not forget democracy as we are pursuing the well-being of all our Kansans. Why can't we do both? And indeed, we can do both. And as a final thought, let me mention one thing. You know, we had a good, strong battle uh, for Dan's election this you know, recently, months ago in the primary. And I don't mean to bash his opponent, and I'm not going to mention his opponent because Dan won handily that election. But do you think his opponent would have stood up to the governor to say, I'm concerned about the rights of our Kansans? I think the answer to that question is no, and that's why we know that we elected the right man for that office, and I'm looking to elect more people like Dan this coming election. So, Robert, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Dan. Right. Well, you got it exactly right. This is not about the action. We certainly have uh, COVID is serious. People need to take serious precautions, but we're taking those. And the both the secretaries testified yesterday of all the things that we've learned and how far we've come and how ready we are to move to the next day. But this is about co-equal branches, and if there is legislation that needs to be passed. For example, protection for our businesses, our telehealth, those are reasonable things that we need to be doing. But as Robert said, we can pursue those and achieve those through the process of co-equal branches of government by calling a special session and bringing it back. And that's really what this uh, filing will do. We're asking for a declaratory judgment, uh, ending the emergency, and saying that Dr. Romero has violated the Administrative Procedures Act by not coming to the legislature. The emergency um, uh, anticipates that the executive branch needs to take immediate action, as they should. But they also, the Administrative Procedure Act also anticipates that at some point the administration has a responsibility and obligation to come to the legislature for approval. That's what we're seeking. 
All right, so Dan, or uh, pardon me, Chris, what's your take on all of this? I think it's even a higher calling than that, Dan and, and Dave and your audience. Um, not only have they violated the Administrative Procedures Act, but they vi- the governor's violating the Constitution, point blank, on its face. And um, you know, the Administrative Procedures Act is kind of a quasi-judicial branch inside the executive branch. I've litigated it. I don't like it. It gives... Um, arbitrary enforcement to um, unelected uh, bureau hacks in the executive branch. And I'm, I'm ecstatic, Dan, that you're willing to stand up and do what's right for the citizens of Arkansas and, and show the hypocrisy. And um, we have an emergency, but yet all the schools are, can go back to, back to, all the students can go back to school, all the colleges can open up. Um, I think it totally needs to be litigated. And um, I'm all for it. You know, all we right. are... I saw pictures up uh, at Mountain View of the Mountain View bikers up there and people going around. People are going to horse shows. People are out everywhere doing lots of things, yet the executive order still stands. And they just real quickly, and I didn't mean to interrupt, but you know, we are funding this, or people are funding this. I'm not. But the Northeast Arkansas Tea Party.com is a place people can go to, uh, to make a donation or on Facebook to Open Arkansas. Uh, those are two places that were helping fund this. We are using the Story Law Firm in Northwest Arkansas, a great group of attorneys. Uh, we look forward to working with them. They're the ones working on this. These two groups are helping fund uh, this project, and we really need your help. It's about a $10,000 project. We've already uh, raised a little over $5,000. Uh, we really need some help in getting this going. Because the people need to stand up to this. It's time. There is no disaster. Two secretaries admitted such, and that we're prepared. It's time to move to the next level. All right. So, Dan, give us some uh, uh, some real good information about. Do you have a lot of other senators that are and uh, state representatives that are going to back you in this fight? How does this work? Does it come out and end up going to the Arkansas Supreme Court? What happens here? Well, great question. Yes, the well, right now I don't have any other legislators as plaintiffs. You know, this, this is very similar to what happened in Wisconsin. Well, the people harmed by the action is actually the legislature. That's the direct harm. So the plaintiffs are going to have to come from the legislature, and I am asking um, other legislators to sign on as plaintiffs for this. As of today, I think I have just one or two others. So I hope people that hear your show and people that will spread the word and ask their legislators to stand up for the co-equal branches. I mean, it's not, again, it's not about power for the one branch. It's about co-equal representation of the people. Uh, And yes, I fully expect this to go to the Arkansas Supreme Court. I think we'll win. Our attorneys are confident we'll win. uh, And I think it will be challenged. So we're prepared to go all the way to the Arkansas Supreme Court. We will, however, also have citizens as plaintiffs. So uh, citizens will have a chance to sign on as plaintiffs also. All right. So timeline, is there is there an identifiable timeline for this for this lawsuit yet? Yes, I think we'll have it filed by the end of next week. No later than the beginning of the final final week. We we've worked things out and finalized uh, things with our attorney uh, just this, I think, yesterday or last night, uh, maybe the day before, 
Uh, so we have our attorney. They're working and doing the research right now to write the declaratory judgment uh, filing. We'll probably uh, see a rough draft of that uh, by early next week. And it's filing is very easy, but very well could happen um, by the end of next week. Oh, that's that's fantastic. And where does does this get filed? Does it go directly to the Supreme Court? No, not in Arkansas. In Arkansas, it'll go to, I think, the Pulaski District Court. Okay. We have have one stop there first. All right. 18 minutes after 7, Dan Sullivan is our special guest. He's Senator-elect from Jonesboro, along with Dan is Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett. Uh, guys, when we come back, I'll let you ask any questions that you have uh, concerning this. And then I want to talk about one other piece of legislation that uh, legislation that the uh, governor is behind. And he was out at the Rotunda uh Uh, Wednesday talking about it and there's a lot of people not happy let's talk about that when we come back here on the Dave Ellswick show 22 minutes after 7 don't forget about PI roofing they are your roof leak detectives that has been their moniker since the day they started they'll come out inspect your roof find out if there's anything wrong with it if it is professionally repair it and they can do it during this uh, whole thing with COVID-19 without breaking social distancing or anything like that they did it for me just a few weeks ago came out and repaired an area on my roof that was leaking because of an antenna that DirecTV put on my roof and the uh, bolts ate at the uh, uh, the plywood underneath of it and uh, made holes and they came out not only to fix it, but they came out days before to fix it because they knew there was going to be some rain before they could get here. And they put some material on my roof that would keep the uh, the holes from leaking uh, before they fixed it. Now it's fixed and it looks fantastic. Used to be kind of a wavy spot where everything's sit. Now everything looks solid again. They did a fantastic job. They'll do the same thing for you. And I call the same number I'm going to give you, 707-3551. They treat me just like they're going to treat you, 707-3551. You want to make sure your roof's uh, good because your roof's the last, uh, you know, defense you got against the elements. Uh, give them a call, 707-3551. They'll come out and inspect your roof. If there's anything wrong, they'll work with your insurance company. Uh, they'll take care of everything they can take care of that you don't even have to worry about. That's PI Roofing, that number again, 707-3551 or online, piroofing.com. 24 minutes after 7, Dan Sullivan, Senator-elect from up in uh, Jonesboro, Robert Steinbach. You know, Dan, I'm going to be glad when the first year comes around, so I just call you Senator. Uh, Robert Steinbach is here. Chris Corbett is here. Uh, Wednesday, the governor held a presser, or I guess that's what it was, a presser in the rotunda of the state capitol and said that uh, they'd written up... uh, hate crime legislation and uh, he in the next uh, general assembly he was going to bring it forth and uh, he wants to pass it here in the state of arkansas dan first of all why is this so important to the governor i mean in all honesty 
even the states that have it, it's not done anything. Even though the AG was there and said this would give us enhanced justice. I want everybody to hear that again. She said enhanced justice. Folks, there's no such thing as enhanced justice. There's either justice or there's no justice. There ain't enhanced justice or big-time justice or whatever you would want to call it. It's just justice. So I got that off my chest. Dan, I'll let you talk about it. Go. Well, you know, I couldn't agree with you more. We are trying to define so many terms of justice, and there is only one justice. And our founders uh, uh, determined what that was. It's God's justice. And there is justice by God, and that's the measuring stick for everything. Um, I'm not going to try to judge the governor's motivation. I don't know what is in his head, which is really what this, uh, um, all this legislation is about, enhanced crimes. I don't know why we're doing this right now, but I don't think there is a uh, mood within the legislature to pass that. Otherwise, we would have had a special session a month or so ago. This would have come up, and we, the governor would have made an attempt to pass what the sponsors would have. Uh, so I, I just don't think there's an attitude in the legislature to do that. I oppose it. Um, Family Council of Arkansas opposes it, and I think most conservatives do, that we are very concerned about getting into people's head and trying to determine what their motivation was in, in committing a crime. Um, and we have a the legislation, I haven't read it all through yet, studied it, but I think there's a list of, of who this protects, who it doesn't protect. They try to define that. But, Dave, once we have that legislation, then in future legislation, legislation as we move throughout the years, that list can just become a long laundry list of people that are in protected classes. And as you said, there is no enhanced justice. We need to stand for justice for all equally. That's what our Constitution uh, states. That's what it says. And that's what I stand for. All right. Robert, your take on it. These types of crimes is that in our legal system now, we consider intent. Absolutely. Right. And that's why there are different levels of homicide. But what we don't do is create thought crimes. Uh-huh. And the difficulty with creating this type of legislation is that it at best straddles that line. I've heard some people say, well, you know, Arkansas is only one of a few states that doesn't have this law. You know, maybe we should think about it this way. That is, Arkansas is one of the few states that's actually thinking about this law in a detailed way uh, before we jump into the deep end of the pool. Uh, I'm not looking to be a follower. I'm looking for Arkansas to be a leader. So many people say, well, you're at the end of the list. Maybe we're at the beginning of the list. Maybe we're at the tip of the spear instead of the feathers. So I just want to consider that this is a type of legislation that requires significant analysis and thought before we just jump into it. And what I've seen throughout the country is a knee-jerk reaction to just jump into these things. We've seen this all the time with uh, stemming from examples like the tragedy of George Floyd. He was killed. He was murdered. Uh, And I mean that in sort of a generic sense. I don't know what level of crime it was, but he, he had criminal activity that resulted in his death. 
But that doesn't mean we turn on its head our legal system. And you hear this when people say, well, we've got to defund the police. Wait a second, what? What? You have, you have this uh, aberrant cop uh, uh, killing this uh, person, and now you want to defund police? Let's not jump too quickly into the deep end of the pool. And the same notion applies when it comes to moving that very important and delicate line between considering intent and creating thought crimes. All right. Robert, thank you much. Chris, we'll get your take on this when we come back. Dan, I'll let you go. Uh, How you can get involved in this lawsuit will be on my Facebook page, Dave Ellswick Show, uh, right on on Facebook. No problem. Dan, have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Time for Rush Limbaugh. Let's get to Rush right now. All right, back with you, uh, Dan Sullivan, uh, Senator-elect from up in Jonesboro, was with us in the last half hour. If you missed it, uh, Heidi posted this up on the podcast uh, sometime before uh, or right after 10 a.m. You can listen to what he had to say, but uh, he made big news on radio today. Uh, first radio interview dealing with this lawsuit uh, that he's filing uh, with the basically kind of with the people of Arkansas to say there are three co-equal branches of government here in the uh, uh, the state and the governor has got to stop acting like he's King Asa when it comes to COVID-19 and Robert and Chris I thought he uh, that Dan did a great job today on on the show go ahead Chris we'll sit, yes. we'll start with you. He- Yes, he did. He did. And um, you segued into the, the hate crime legislation. I'm I'm reading the actual, the actual draft of the bill from, uh, looks like, August 18th, two day, three days ago. And they've yeah. created whole new classes of people out of thin air that need to be protected. Um, uh, veterans, homeless people. Uh, let's see, what else? Gender identity, sexual orientation. They've just created whole new classes out of thin air that, that need to be protected. And what's going to happen here, Dave, is prosecutors are going to have unfettered discretion. And I say unfettered. They're going to have major leverage over alleged criminals to say, hey, look, if you don't take this plea bargain, we're going to look for enhancement once we convict you. We're going to look for enhancement based on some made-up class, some made-up thought or made up motive for you convict uh, perpetrating this crime. Does that make sense? It's going to be, they've already got, here's what the prosecutors already have. They can bribe their witnesses with less time, immunity, or uh, no jail time at all, right? They can bribe their witnesses, but the alleged criminal cannot bribe his witnesses. They can um, come into the courtroom and lie to you. They can have their, uh, uh, officers, investigative agents, FBI agents can lie to your client, but you can't lie to them. You can get in trouble for lying, but your client can't lie. Um, This is going to be crazy. This gives more arbitrary enforcement to prosecutors. And then this, in practice, will will be outrageous and a tragedy for not only defense attorneys, but people that are wrongly, um, allegedly, uh, violated some sort of law. And I guess the, the laws they're going to seek to enhance are, looks like, terroristic threatening, um, 
Uh, it's crazy. And then they throw in some other things. That you, if you're a pyromaniac or a kleptomaniac or a compulsive gambler, gambler or you're an alcoholic, then maybe this won't maybe this won't uh, uh, apply to you because you have a disability. This this oh, uh, this whole thing needs to be scrapped. It needs to be torn up. In my yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, let's consider this. This can get get crazy. For instance, up in Ames, Iowa, a few months ago, a guy went to the United Church of Christ uh, and uh, and tore down their uh, their gay pride flag and uh, and burned it. And he had uh, suit brought against him because of arson and other things. And then because it was a hate crime. They brought more to him, and they gave him five extra years in prison because he burned a gay pride flag. And just weeks before, a guy had burned the American flag, and nothing happened to him. Great example, Dave. That's a great example. Burning burning the American flag is constitutionally protected. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's just... More arbitrary enforcement. Anything, anything that even comes close to giving prosecutors arbitrary enforcement powers, they will be abused. They, they'll be abused. Well, I, I agree, and I, you know, most people hear this, and correct me if you think I'm wrong. They hear this and they say, "Well, you know, we should go out and get these guys." I take guy uh, Dil- uh, was it uh, Dylan uh, there in South Carolina that shot those black people in that church, and or sp- the people who spray swastikas on uh, synagogues and and things that we need to make examples of these people. But here's the key: there's justice in the law against those people. You don't need this to. F- to go get justice and uh, to have the uh, Arkansas attorney general say there's such a thing as enhanced justice really boggled my mind on uh, on on Wednesday. Hey, Heidi, we still got uh, the AG's uh, uh, statement from that, don't we? Now. She maybe had stepped out of the studio, but if we do, I'll play it. It's it's only about two and a half minutes long, but she says some things that she just can't back up. Yeah, Rob, go ahead. Yeah, yeah look, Dave, we we talked about it in the last segment. We don't need more laws for the sake of having more laws, and we don't need laws that potentially interfere with our First Amendment rights. I've been on your show regularly talking about the importance of the free, of freedom of speech. We're going to pass legislation in this state, this next legislative session, that enhances the free speech rights of uh, Arkansas citizens because the First Amendment has been interpreted uh, so narrowly. Uh, meaning cabined in from what it was originally intended, that we need to statutorily enhance it at this point. And we're going to do that in the next legislative session. Uh, And so that's the direction I would like to move in. And people say, yeah, but you don't want to defend uh, bad statements. Well, the First Amendment isn't designed to protect greeting cards and nursery rhymes. The First Amendment is designed to protect speech that other people don't like. And I realize there's a lot of speech out there that many people, including me, 
find highly offensive. And I also recognize that people need to develop a thicker skin. We live in this uh, nanny state some sucking environment where the lowest common denominator uh, by the left at least is the determining factor as to what you can say and what you can do and i don't care if someone is subjectively offended by reasonable speech that is not what concerns me if someone is subjectively offended by reasonable speech then they should wear earplugs they should go inside This is an environment for people to be robust, to be forward in their thinking and in their communication. And that includes speech that we find offensive, and that includes speech that is downright objectively offensive as long as it's not otherwise illegal. Yeah, suck it up. (laughs) As usual, Dave, Rob is right on point. Yeah, and, and I wanted to come to you because you wanted to jump in before he even got started. Go ahead. Yeah, he, he's right on point. And um, you, you have the uh, right to free speech in this country, and it doesn't need to be abridged. It doesn't need to be chilled. It doesn't need to be restricted. Now, you, there are things that you cannot say. We, you know, a Law School 101, Con Law 101, right? You can't go into a crowded room and yell there's a fire because maybe someone's going to get hurt. But, um, you know, it leads into hate speech. What, what, what is hate speech? I don't think there's anything. Does it exist? What is, define it. Well, and, um, that's we the problem. It, how are we going to enforce it? The definition right. is a moving target. It will change with time all the time. That's what makes yep, it so dangerous. What might well, not that, be hate, that, my, what might not be hate speech today could be hate speech in five years. Ask the founding well, fathers. Yeah, but Dave, and you're right. And, but if you hear this, if you just hear the surface of this, if you just hear, "Hey, we need to we need to prevent people from beating up people because they're black or gay or green or purple or based on this new law, if they're homeless." or if they're a veteran, or if they're uh, uh, some sort of uh, different sexual orientation. I, it's just outrageous. And, then, and, and they, But if you, if you hear that at first, you're like, oh, I'm for that. Who's not for that? But when you go to look at this and the way it's going to be enforced, it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem for an innocent person trying to defend themselves. It's going to yeah. be a problem for somebody that simply burns a gay flag. Uh, yeah, it's gonna. These enhancements are gonna be are gonna or, be harsh. Or a Jewish flag, or you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it depends on the whim of the time. That's the point. Think about this, everybody. Dave, it, it, you can burn the American flag. Uh, you can uh, uh, burn uh, flags that are unpopular. Uh, uh, the um, uh, the Confederate battle flag. Uh, yeah, but the rebel you can't flag. Yeah, burn, there you go. Right. But you can't burn the gay pride flag um, and certain other flags, apparently. And that, and by the way, I don't want to burn any flags, but I also don't want to prohibit any flags. I, I think I disagree with you, Dave. I don't think we should have a law prohibiting burning the American flag. Right now, there is no such law, but you could change the Constitution oh, to no, prohibit I'm, it. I'm all, a fool. I'm all about 
uh, if somebody wants to burn the American flag, I believe that is their constitutional free speech right. But it's also my constitutional, well, maybe not, my right to punch him in the nose. It's not your right to punch them in the nose, but you know what? It is your right to tell them that you don't like them and, you know, to tell them that they're doing something wrong. That's the point about more speech. Uh, Free speech creates more speech. And so they say something you don't like by burning a flag, and you say something back to them like, you're a jerk. Knock yourself out. That's the point. Go ahead. No, yeah, well, we got to get a break yeah. in. Let's we'll do, do our break, and then we'll come and finish this hour up. And uh, Robert and Chris will be with me at 6 o'clock uh, to finish my show uh, up uh, for today. And they'll get a half hour of that, and then Matt Smith is going to finish today. First new movie coming to the theaters. Mm. I mean, today. Unhinged, wow. opening up at the theaters uh, as uh, as we speak. We'll talk about that with Matt Smith uh, coming up here on the Dave Ellswick Show. But right now, we got traffic and weather. We got other things that we got to do. Heidi is standing there. She, I, I'm, I'm telling you, here's what Heidi looks like, Ryan. She is sitting there, and she's got her finger right next to the computer uh, uh, screen at the button that she's got to hit for this break right now 10 minutes till 8 on a friday dudes we've almost got through this week i'm loving this this is great news don't forget six o'clock tonight half hour with robert steinbach who's with us right now and chris corbett who's with us as well and uh they'll be talking to us about uh, other issues that are are sitting out there and then uh from 6.30 until uh, 7 o'clock, 6.30-ish, till 7 o'clock, Matt Smith will be with us. Uh, Matt owns all the local movie houses around the area, and we'll talk about uh, Unhinged, a brand-new movie with Russell Crowe that's hitting the theaters today, uh, as well as this whole Mulan thing that Disney is doing where they're releasing it on uh, Disney+, Plus, but they're gonna, they want you to pay an extra $30.00. To be able to watch Mulan. So uh, that's that will uh, be something to talk about as well. I also want to talk to him about Netflix and uh, their whole thing dealing with 11-year-old little girls and twerking. We want to talk about that also. Well, let's get back with Robert and with Chris. Robert, you brought up something during the break uh, about uh, the lieutenant governor who has spoken out about hate crime legislation in the past. Yeah, he was in the newspaper just uh, yesterday, I believe. And uh, they asked him for a comment on this legislation. And he said, essentially, what we have been talking about, that this needs to be done more deliberatively, and we need not jump into the deep end of this pool. And it just demonstrates what I've been saying all along about Tim Griffin, is that he's a strong conservative. And that's why I'm supporting Tim Griffin for governor uh, in 2022, because we need a strong conservative in the governor's mansion uh, come the next election. And he continues to demonstrate himself as such. Of course, he's also got a background that's remarkable. He 
was a congressman, uh, so he was in the federal system. He continues to be in the military. I think he's a colonel. Uh, he's got like a combat uh, Fulberg, badge. Because, Fulberg. But, yeah. Fulberg colonel. Yeah. yeah. That, Fulberg. that ain't no easy rank to achieve, by the way. He was no. in a combat zone, uh, I think, in Afghanistan, either Afghanistan or Iraq, of course. Uh, and so, really, it's it's a remarkable background that's going to let. And of course, he's a lieutenant governor now, and so he can start that job yesterday, not tomorrow. Yesterday, he's ready to step into that position to move this state forward on the leading edge of conservatism, and that's what I want to see uh, in the next governor and over the next several legislative sessions because we dave are going to clean out the legislature you say well clean out the legislature what you're talking about it's three quarters republican yeah but it ain't three quarters conservative so we're gonna we're gonna increase the number of republicans and we're going to increase the percentage of conservatives yeah and it's important to talk about this hate crime legislation because the way the governor presented it um, at the rotunda was as if uh, the Republican Party was solid behind this and the legislation yep. legislators were solid behind this. That is not true. Uh, if people listen to Dan Sullivan, he made the point that if that had been the case, we would have had a special session. But the governor went out and whipped all the uh, the senators and and the uh, uh, state uh, representatives, and he didn't have what it would take or had enough numbers that made him comfortable uh, that he could pass this legislation. Well, that goes back to the very beginning of our conversation, Dave, with Dan Sullivan on the phone. Uh, I just call him senator. I know you call him senator-elect. I don't care. I call him senator. And that discussion is... There are three branches of government, two of which create legislation. And so I want to see the legislature involved. And the legislature of the three is most clearly the most democratic of the branches. And, of course, I don't mean that in the political affiliation. I mean responsive to the will of the people. And that's why I'm particularly interested in having them involved. And same here on this issue and on any issue. You know, what I don't understand, I've been asking this question since Wednesday when it happened, and I asked it on the air yesterday, and I'm going to ask it again. What is it about this legislation that the governor is so sold out to? I, we've got, there's bigger things to deal with than, than hate crime legislation. It's interesting, Dave. That's a good question. And, you know, for 20, 30 years now, the the president of the United States, the governor of each state, um, they've got another name. And the, the name is called the chief legislature. Uh, they push legislation for political agendas. And I, it, you, may, you may be on to something here, Dave. What's going on? Why is he pushing some hate crime bill? Is there some um, uh, further uh, political agenda here that he's whipped? the legislators into into um, some sort of frenzy to get this thing passed. Does this have something to do with what the governor wants to do when he steps out of office in in 2022? Is that what this is about? Is he is he planning something in the near future that none of us know about? 
interesting. I, I don't see what that connection would be, but I so I, I don't, don't know. either. But I'm just yeah. asking. You know, may, does he think he'll be on the short list for the Supreme Court? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering. Right. <laughs> I'm just I'm wondering. Well, out you know loud what? To push the hate crime bill, you're you Dave. You're honest. To push the hate crime, the hate, a hate crime bill like this one right now. The obvious question is why? Where did this come from? Came out of the blue. Um, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a good question to ask. Something's well, up. I won't say that it. I will not say that it came out of the blue because Asa Hutchinson has been about hate crime legislation from the first day that he took office as governor of the state of Arkansas. He's wanted to do this. My question is. Why now? Why why do you want to spend all the political capital that it's going to take to pass this into law if you can pass it into law? Let's remember this this legislation has come up in one form or another since the 90s and it uh, right right it, it's been defeated every time. I expect it to be defeated again. Why burn up that political I capital? I, I, I don't get it. it. Those are those are the kind of questions that I think about late at night when I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't go back to sleep. I mean, I yeah. Well, they, well, L- Lieutenant Governor Tim Griffin is on it. He may be the light governor, but he ain't a light colonel. He's a full bird colonel. He knows what's going on. And he's against it, and there's a reason why. It's, yeah. it's arbitrary enforcement. Yeah, what's going on behind the curtain for the Wizard of Oz? That's that's a that's a great question because if you pull it back, he's pulling levers and there's green and red smoke coming up. I'm just telling you. All right, we got to we got to take our break, guys. Uh, we got more more content coming up here on the show. Uh, for everybody who's listening, tune in at six o'clock and you'll hear Robert Steinbeck, uh, Steinbach, and Chris Corbett have to say uh, as we continue on the Dave Ellswick Show at 6 o'clock right here on 101.1 FM, uh, The Answer. here at six o'clock with the uh, final hour of a uh, Friday edition of the Dave Ellswick show. Robert Steinbach is here along with Chris Corbett. Robert Steinbach is a uh, professor of law at the Bowen school of law. So his opinions are his and his alone do not represent the school of law or 
the university. Chris Corbett is a practicing attorney in Conway. His specialty is engineering, but he does a lot of more things than just that. I'm just telling you, he's a jack of all trades when it comes to the legal system. And guys, I don't want to talk about law right now. I want to talk about something else real fast, and that is what Netflix is up to. Are, are you aware of this new show that they did a, a, a poster for of 11-year-old girls in really kind of revealing outfits? And uh, it's, it's uh, the way they've got it rated, it's only for adults. Now think about that. A show that that is about 11-year-old girls that's only for adults to watch, supposedly, and it has to do about 11-year-olds twerking. They're sexualizing 11-year-old girls. Now, I'm not a big member of the cancel culture by any stretch of the imagination, but the only way that I can tell the people at Netflix that that's wrong, and I, I firmly believe it's wrong to sexualize children, is to cancel their, my subscription to them. What's your guys' thought on that? It's terrible. Yeah, Freaky. That's, that's weird. It's awful. Yeah. I mean, have you guys seen the poster? I, I have not seen the poster yet, but is it, uh, is it what are they doing? Are they dan- are they cheerleaders? I don't know what they're doing. What are they doing? Uh, they're 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 all on the on the on the uh, poster the dance. You know, looking. No, no, uh-huh. they're they're static in highly provocative outfits. Just staring at the camera. Not good. Really Not good. weird. You know, it's a whole, yeah, desensitizing, desensitizing um, some sort of abnormal or some kind of fringe uh, culture out there. It's not good in any way. Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, is, is this one of those moves we're seeing right now, Robert? Because we've heard about it that they, they're that uh, the left is trying to make it sound like pedophilia is just a normal, everyday sexual feeling. That's perhaps the problem, Dave. This is, uh, I was looking at something from the Little Rock School District recently. You know, they've, they dove headfirst into this whole leftist environment that we're seeing <clears throat> across the country right now. And that's why a lot of these schools are indoctrination centers. And they're talking about, well, you see, you've got to adopt, or rather, you, 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 essentially, you can't ha- uh, have a moral code. And so I, we've talked about this before, Dave. Why is it bad to be teaching children that it's smart to graduate high school only thereafter to get married, only thereafter to have children, to be respectful of authority, to work hard at your job. These are moral values that should be reinforced, not uh, pedophilia, not uh, having children out of wedlock, not um, getting married uh, before you're even out of high school or having children before you're even out of high school, not dropping out of high school for no good reason. So we have a host of basic moral values that should be pursued throughout our society. We have educators in Little Rock saying the opposite effectively. That's just downright dangerous.
Yeah, I, I'm. I'm really. I'm really concerned about uh, what they're what they're trying to do here. I. I I just feel like there's an ulterior motive. Why do you do a movie about 11-year-old girls that when you rate it, you see you say the content isn't isn't appropriate for an 11-year-old girl to watch? That it's only appropriate if you're an adult. That's very questionable, if you ask me. Well, here's another yeah, question, Dave. I haven't seen boring. the film. I don't know anything about the film, but it strikes me that it sounds like this would meet the definition of pornography, which is legal. Don't get me wrong, but I always thought Netflix doesn't show pornography. They have a line that they say they don't. That if you want that type of product, you got to go elsewhere. It sounds to me like this might be crossing that line. I haven't seen the film. I don't know about it, but that's at least a question that I have. Yeah. Yeah, Rob. You're right on to something. It may be, and as an 11-year-old, it could be child pornography. Mm. And that is illegal. It should be illegal. I know it when I see it. I'll know it when I see it. Ooh. All right, guys. I just sent you a picture of the uh, the poster, you can uh, you have to scroll down. I pulled it up. Bit. It's called yeah. I pulled it up, Rob. It's the, called the movie's Cuties. called Cute called Cuties. Looks. I mean, read read what. Yeah, it, it looks like it may be coming out of France. Maybe you know, Europe's what, got a whole the, different look at sexuality. And yes, the movie comes and, from France, and of course, whatever the French produce. Uh, for the big screen, we must accept because they're so they're so more enlightened than we are. <laughs> well, that's what they would have us believe. I mean, you know, the new wave came out of out of France and and whatnot. Uh, so why not this? I it, it it's questionable. Uh, at worst, that's that's what this is, yep. and that and that You're poster right. is be is not even questionable. It's abhorrent. Yeah, you're right. You're on it, Dave. It's it's not good. Yeah, it is not. You know, do you guys remember a few months ago? I brought this up with uh, I had uh, Doug uh, Tanapel on the guy who did Earthworm Jim on with me in the first hour, along with Shane Stacks. Do you? Re- and we talked about the same story. And do you remember a few years ago when everybody, well, not every, not everybody, that's too broad of a brush, a large group of mothers got upset with Walmart because of the sexualized clothing that they had for their preteens. Do you remember that? I don't I don't remember that. Yeah, they had. I mean, they had like. Uh, were they effective? Were they effective? Uh, yeah, they yeah. Well, they pulled. They pulled it. Walmart pulled all of it. I mean, on on their bottoms, they you know had things like available and stuff like that. Ooh. I mean, Ooh. what no the good. crap? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Now Walmart survived, you know. The, but uh, and I think Netflix is going to survive. But I sure hope that this is a learning process for them, and they understand that uh, this is an area you have to tread very, very lightly in. Yep. 
at least most parents are very protective of their of their of their children and i will be honest with you they're even more protective of their female children uh than i think their male children but uh i mean this is all about an 11 year old girl that comes to grips with her femininity and sexuality 11 years old please yeah that's it's, it's that's not good that's really not good yeah so yeah it's it's something to keep on a mind of i already canceled my netflix subscription last night just for oh, and, nice really and I, wow. And, wow. and look i, I watch you yeah i watch netflix i watch netflix a lot but yeah. uh you know when you start putting that kind of uh uh ridiculousness out and you call it number one art and number two uh you you rate it as an adult show but it if it features 11 years old 11 year olds or something around. it's like i don't look i don't watch uh south park because i don't like what they do with kids you know i don't watch that either but you know I'm not saying they can't make that movie. I'm not saying that they can't they can't make that cartoon. I'm just saying I don't have to watch it. Well, that's the point, right? This is that you're the end user of a product. If you don't like the product, you don't buy it. Yeah, I'm that's right. That's, I, I'm the arbiter of what day. my kids say. I'm an arbiter yeah. of what my grandkids can see on my TV. What? That is a hundred percent right, Dave. And um, now, if you were able to 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 throw a rock through um, Netflix's servers, then you become a criminal, right? But That's you get to right to stand up and go. I, I don't like you, and I'm not going. I don't like what you're doing, and I'm not going to pay you my money. Yeah, and 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 that's. And I've been with Netflix when since they started when you got you got uh, CDs in the mail from them. Oh, me too. I mean, I've been I've been with them for a long, long time. Uh, yeah. If if you're going to measure that in long, long time, I mean, the difference between that and in long, long time and say something like the Bible, long, long time, two different things. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We got to take a stand somewhere, or it will not stop. I mean, it, nope. it just will not. It just will not stop. This we is, don't need Hollywood dictating our values, right? Yeah, I, they do it all the time, though. Yes, they do. You know, it's funny that you say exactly that. Uh, I'm struggling, of course, to find something to watch on television. And on one of these stations, I don't remember, it was Netflix or one of the streaming. I watched some show, and it was about high school students. It was like, okay, whatever, it's not really my thing, but there's not much on. And there was a lot of sexual behavior going on and oh, I, yeah. I i stopped watching the show it's just and i'm not trying to make a point to anybody i'm just i didn't like watching that i thought that was not appropriate and certainly not entertaining as well well what i, I thought was interesting uh, last night tucker carlson had the uh, film critic from national review on and i forget what his name was but he says you know what americans forget they forget, they think that Hollywood is their friend. Hollywood is not the average American family's friend. Good point. Yeah, Hollywood's the, pushing a the product. The they're yeah. out there to push a product. 
That's right. Whatever sells, they'll push it. That's exactly what they will do. All right, let's get our break in. We'll come back, and then we'll finish up our time together here on this Friday. Robert Steinbach is here. Chris Corbett is here. It's the Dave Ellswick Show on 101.1 FM, The Answer. segment with uh, Robert Steinbach and Chris Corbett, my two attorney friends. And uh, we've, we've, we've moved from talking legalities uh, from this morning at 7 o'clock to talking culture wars here in the uh, 6 o'clock hour of my show. Uh, got a question for you guys. I've got Disney Plus. I know you've got it as well, Chris. Robert, yep. do you subscribe to Disney Plus? Yeah, I think that's one of the, the services that I get. Okay. Well, Disney has decided this, this new movie... Uh, Mulan, the live-action version of the cartoon that came out a few years uh, back, they're going to release it, uh, streaming it, uh, which is very interesting that they're doing that. Uh, But if you want to watch it, you've got to be a subscriber to Disney+. Plus. Now, I don't have any problem with that. That's well and good. It's their product. But on top of that, they're going to charge you a premium cost of, I think, just about $30 to be able wow. to see this movie on your TV. Now, we're at an interesting crossroads uh, in America, and Matt Smith is coming up to finish up in the 6 o'clock hour. Uh, he will still say that we'll not see uh, streaming, mainstream streaming of uh first-run movies anytime soon uh, once theaters reopen again. But I wonder. I mean, this is this is really a big deal that they're doing Mulan. Mulan's not like, you know, Trolls World Tour. This is, this is a big, big, big tentpole movie that they're going to put out there. So... Dave, is that the thirty bucks? Is that to rent it for twenty four hours, or is that a purchase? Yeah, that's a question. No, I, I don't, don't. I don't have an answer to that, but I do know that mm. if you want to watch the movie, you're gonna you're gonna pony up some serious dough. Now, I will say that if you've got a family of six, and it costs you, you pay, you want to go ahead and pay the thirty dollars then you're coming off easy because you don't get to go to a movie theater and see a, a first-run Disney motion picture for 5 or $6. It doesn't happen. It's going to cost you anything. That's a good point, Dave. So, yeah, so to take me and my two kids to a movie, which I did a lot, I haven't done in six months, I guess four months, six months, um, Twelve tickets are 12 bucks. It's 36 bucks for the tickets. Then we get popcorn. Um yeah, it's just 50, 60 bucks to go to the movies. So maybe it's a wash, but for the average person that doesn't have any kids, it's not a wash. No, it's not. But I tell you this, the big screen is so nice in the theater. You know, it's a I oh, like yeah. one of the theaters. Yeah, I mean, the way that this was shot uh, and, and whatnot, it's it's a big deal. And I want to see it on the big screen yeah. when I see it. I don't want to. I want to see it on I the big got, screen. I got a 65-inch TV in my living room. Yep. 
But you know how many of those uh, movie screen it takes to make up a movie screen? A lot. Yeah. Well, guess what? Guess what, Dave? The phone rings. Someone knocks at the door. It's not the same thing as the theater. No. No. And I, I look. I got a Bose sound system. But it ain't nothing like what Matt Smith has at uh, the Cabot VIP Cinema. I mean, I nice. I don't right. I don't have no ten thousand watts of uh, sound coming out in my house. My wife yells at me if I turn it up halfway. Then neighbors can hear it. I don't care. <laughs> I want the movie experience, right, Robert? That's right. That's right. But the. Uh, it's really a tough competition of bad about this, but the marketplace is so changing because the technology that we can have in our houses becomes closer and closer, not the same, uh, to what exists in a movie theater. And so people like Matt have to keep stepping up their game, and they do it. Don't That's get right. me wrong, right? Yep. People are still going to movie theaters because yep. they, they've, they've improved the seating, they serve food, they do all sorts of things that they didn't used to do. And this is a function of competition. They're competing with those producers who make home theater products. And it just goes to show you every time the leftists talk about government doing something. You know, when government does something, it's a monopoly. And when it's a monopoly, there is no competition. And when there is no competition, you know what happens? Price goes up and quality goes down. It's the worst of all worlds. And by the way, you and I pay for it because it comes out of our tax dollars, even if we don't want to invest in some solar panel company that the Obama administration decided was a good idea and was a big belly flop. And we wound up paying for it. So let the marketplace work. Let individuals decide what they're going to do, both consumer and producer. And by the way, sometimes producers, many times, they'll fail and they got to eat that loss. I ain't paying for it. So do whatever you want. Yeah, there's a big difference (laughs) between the, the market dictating something in government. And the difference is this. When the market does it, it, it entices you to come and be part of it. When the government does it, they put a gun to your head and they say, you will come. That's exactly right. Well, of course, uh, as, as you describe, the marketplace actually doesn't tell you to do it at all. They offer it up to you and you have a choice. Yeah, they entice you. Right. That's right. And that's, it. Right. They, that, that's, that's what the, they do. Yep. All right, Chris, Robert, we're out of time, brothers. It's always a pleasure to have you on every Friday. We'll do it again next week. And if things go as according to plan, I'll be sitting in my, uh, my uh, dining room doing the show, but I will not have uh, my, my foot in the cast. I should be a free man then, and, my, all right. and, and the surgery should be all uh, healed up is what they tell me. We'll find out next Thursday. Robert, you're filling in for me next Thursday, uh, the 7 and 8 o'clock uh, hours, and I appreciate that. Guys, have a wonderful weekend. I'll join up with you again next Friday right here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Stay tuned. Got news. And then Matt Smith joins me right here at 1011. Back with Matt Smith. Matt Smith is the movie mogul of Central Arkansas. He owns Hot Springs the VIP Cinema. He owns uh, the VIP Cinema there uh, in Little Rock. Uh, he owns uh, VIP Cinema in Cabot. He owns VIP Cinema in Searcy. He owns VIP Cinema up there 
in uh, Batesville. So he's been open man for a long time showing movies, showing classic movies right now. But Matt, this weekend, is it not this weekend that Russell Crowe is going to be, uh, he's going to be the first kind of big uh, independent Hollywood movie that comes back to the theaters again as new programming? Yes, yes. Now, now we've been open since May the 18th at all five of my Arkansas right. locations, and we've been showing classics, and we've also been showing some cool independent films that were new, um, new films that you couldn't see at home. So, we, you know, we've been showing that all summer, as well as some classics at all the locations. Uh, then today, uh, we have a couple of new movies out, uh, and they are... Um, they're both independent films. Of course, we've got Unhinged with Russell Crowe, uh, filmed in New Orleans. Uh, it's rated R. Uh, it's from Solstice Studios, and uh, it's new, brand-new film. Uh, it's playing at all five of, uh, of my locations in Arkansas. Uh, of course, Riverdale10.com. Uh, it's the Riverdale 10 VIP Cinema in Little Rock. Tickets are on sale right there, right now. The other new movie today that's playing at all of my locations is uh, Words on Bathroom Walls, and that is from Roadside Attractions. Uh, that's also an independent film. Um, it is a nice um, family-oriented uh, story. Um, it sure it, doesn't sound like it. <laughs> uh, okay, well, <laughs> well, um, it is. It's PG thirteen. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a student that's uh, kind of navigating high school life. Uh, he's living with some uh, issues. Um, and his mom and his doctor is trying to help him get through that. Um, you know, it's, it's got Charlie Plummer, uh, Taylor Russell, Andy Garcia's in the film. Oh, really? Uh, Walton Groggins is in the movie. That's new today. It's PG-13 from um, Roadside Attractions. And you can see that at all of my locations. You can catch that in Searcy, Cabot, Batesville, Hot Springs, and, of course, at Riverdale 10 in Little Rock. Um, and then also, just at Riverdale 10, we've got a cool new movie today, also an independent film called Tesla. It's about no. Nikolai Tesla. Uh, and it stars Ethan Hawke and Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, Josh Hamilton is in the film. Jim Gaffigan is in the movie. Uh, Tesla, and it's PG-13, and that's at Riverdale10.com. Now, you can catch uh, Words of Bathroom Walls and Unhinged not only at Riverdale 10 in Little Rock, but at Hot Springs 8 VIP Cinema, Cersei 8 VIP Cinema, Cabot 8 VIP Cinema, and, of course, the Oak 7 VIP Cinema in Batesville. And uh, all those tickets are on sale online, and, of course, we are open. Uh, the rest of the screens, we have some cool classic movies on this weekend, like Grown Ups, uh, we're showing um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Um, and, of course, um, um, Sonic the Hedgehog is reissued. Trolls World Tour has been reissued. You can catch those at all locations. And then today, also, they have brought back Inception. Oh, it is cool. the 10th anniversary release of Inception. It's PG-13. Uh, it's kind of a director's cut celebration of the movie, and they have included some never-seen-before footage of Tenet uh, with this film because, of course, Tenet has the same director as Inception, Christopher Nolan. Now, so am I, be sure, be sure am to check I, it out. Am, am I right? Didn't Christopher Nolan say that his new movie that's coming out, Tenet, is kind of a sequel to Inception? 
there's a lot of similarities to it. He's, he, you know, he has done uh, remarkable, uh, remarkable films. I mean, you know, he he did he did The Dark Knight. You know, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, think about it, Dunkirk. I mean, he's been involved in such wonderful motion pictures, and Tenet goes along with similarities to Inception, and then of course the other movie. Uh, that dealt with um, time and dreams that he did called Memento. That was his oh. first uh, independent motion picture. That Boy, was kind of what busted started out the with that. I mean, that, that was such a. He busted out with that movie. Yes. That, yes. I'll yes. never forget my when I saw that movie the first time, and how I wondered what it was like for the screenwriters to write that movie. That had to be incredibly difficult to write that movie. And then when it came out on DVD, I went right out and bought it. I don't buy very many movies on DVD because I get, I get, you know, I get sick of watching them. I never get sick of watching, uh, you know, uh, a memento. And I just like I don't get tired of watching Christmas Vacation. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So there's plenty to come out and see this week. And then, of course, next week on the 28th, we will have the New Mutants from oh, 20th yeah. Century Fox. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, that's based on the comic book series, and, and that's out. That's a brand-new film next Friday. Uh, also, next Friday on the 28th, we will have Bill and Ted Face the Music. Wow. And that's Good the sequel stuff. to the Bill and Ted uh, Bogus Journey and Bill and Ted uh, excellent adventure movies. That's out next the, Friday. The and then Stallions, also the, the Stallions ride again. Wild Stallions. Yes, yes. <laughs> be, be, be excellent to each other. Yeah, that's, that's it. The one. <laughs> that's back on the 28th. Also on the 28th, uh, we will have um, the uh, new movie, The Personal History of David Copperfield. That'll be oh. out on the 28th. Cool movie from 20th Century Fox. Um, that's also coming out on the 28th. And all three of those have Thursday night premieres, the 27th. And those tickets are on sale at all the websites, SourceyCinema.com, Riverdale10.com, CabotVIPCinema.com, OaksVIPCinema.com, and, of course, HotspringsVIP.com. So be able to check it out. Or you can go to Riverdale10.com, and the links to all those locations are on there. So that's happening. And then just uh, a word to the wise, the very first showing of Tenet, will be Monday night, August the 31st, at Ooh. 7 o'clock. And those tickets go on sale today. So uh, you can see it Monday night, August 31st. Tenet will be on screen. Okay, be on screen at all your locations? Yes, 7 o'clock. That is the first chance for the general public to watch that movie. And those tickets go on sale today at 5 p.m. So go to Riverdale10.com for those tickets or, uh, you know, Cersei Cinema, all the locations. All Monday right. night the thirty first. Tenant tickets going to sell today. I'll be I'll be at uh, I'll be at the theater on Monday night the thirty first. Then because that's a movie that was high on my list. Uh, you know Shane Stacks and I did a, a show top five movies that we were looking forward to uh, in twenty twenty, and that was my number three. I mean, really, I love Christopher Nolan. He is a fantastic director. He and his brother Chris write great scripts. They come up with with innovative and provocative and challenging ideas. They really are doing, you know, they don't do the same thing over and over again. They do different stuff, and it's good. It's really, really good. Hey, Matt, are are you going to by any chance show the uh, docu? 
documentary on Susie Quattro called Susie Q. Is that is that on your list anywhere in the near future? Well, we're, we're trying to see how these pictures play out and, you know, what happens as far as um, getting these new movies open. Um, we've got some other cool stuff coming up. Um, you know, we will have... Um, We'll have Centigrade on, on 828 uh, from uh, IFC Films. Uh, it's directed by Brendan Walsh. That's a brand-new movie. That's coming up on the 28th. That'll be exclusive to uh, Riverdale 10. Um, and then on September 18th, we've got The Nest from IFC Films. That's brand-new. Also on September 18th is Kingsman from 20th Century Fox. And that will play at all the locations and then, of course, Gerald Butler's new one, Greenland, uh, that is PG-13. Uh, it's also got Scott Glenn in the film. Uh, that is September 25th. So those movies are in there solid for September uh, and look to be great motion pictures. Uh, yeah. we'll, keep the class- we'll keep the classics going a little bit for now. Uh, we're going to bring in a couple of the uh, Spider-Man movies to show on the big screen, Spider-Man Far From Home and Spider-Man Coming homecoming uh on the 28th and we're running a lot of cool um welcome back to the welcome back to the movie specials all of our classic uh and indie motion pictures tickets are just five dollars and fifty cents that's tax included uh that's at all locations any showtime adults kids evenings matinees super discounts there uh, we got a lot of candy that we're selling for just a dollar just a dollar. A lot of candy. It's just a dollar right now. Uh, on Wednesday night, you walk in the door, you buy a ticket, we hand you a free bag of popcorn. So you get a bag of popcorn with every ticket purchase on Wednesday nights. Uh, that's happening uh, now. Uh, we've got uh, specials on nachos. Nachos are just $3 right now. Uh, we've right. got a special on popcorn, bag of popcorn, just 5 bucks. Of course, we've got the $5 tickets, uh, $1, $1 popcorn. Um, starting Monday, September the 7th, we're going to have what we call Matinee Mondays. And on Monday night, all the movie tickets will be a matinee price. Uh, so that's happening on uh, on Mondays. And starting Tuesday, September the 8th, which is the Tuesday after Labor Day, all movies all the time, including the brand new movies, will just be 5 bucks. Wow. So, uh, all that's coming up, yeah. Uh, matinee Mondays. $5 Tuesdays and free popcorn Wednesdays. All of that's coming up uh, at the theaters. And a, and just a lot of good discounts on food, you know, with dollar candy and things like that. So all well, those specials know, are on the website. You guys, like I said, you've been open, of course. All the other theaters are just starting to reopen. It, it's going to take a little bit to, to say to people, hey, look, we've got your best interests in mind. We're protecting you when you're here. Come out and enjoy a movie and some of the great uh, food that we have as well while you watch the movie. I mean, part of going to the theater is, you know, seeing the movie on a huge screen with with uh, thousands of watts of, of sound uh, around you and having a big old frickin' bucket of uh, buttered popcorn and your favorite drink. I mean, that that's... That's just Americana to me. That's it. That's 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 for sure. I mean, hey, that's just that's just American as mom and apple pie. Yes, know? it is. And 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 speaking of drinks, obviously we're selling all your traditional concessions at the theaters. But now we serve beer and wine. Right. Uh, we have beer and wine in Hot Springs. 
uh, at the theater, also in Cabot at our theater there, and then in Little Rock at the Riverdale 10, Riverdale10.com. We serve beer and wine, and we have an extensive menu at the theaters. Of course, we have soda and bottled water, popcorn, candy, nachos, things like that. But we offer pizza, chicken tenders, White Castle cheeseburger sliders, uh, cheese sticks. Uh, we've got hot, fresh pretzels right out of the oven. Uh, all of our pizzas and all of our food is made to order, cooked up hot and fresh for you. Uh, so, you know, that's there as well. I mean, you can go to the website and just click Menu Tasty Treats to see everything that we offer. And the theaters all have luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. So, uh, you know, you can reserve your seats right there at the cinema, right there on the website. Got to love it. And if you if you got two seats together in row uh, two, there's not going to be somebody sitting behind you, and there's not going to be somebody sitting next to you. Uh, the computer would do a good job of blanking out some of those seats so you don't have to worry about anybody getting too close to you, correct? No one on your left and right. If you go in to sit down, no one's on your left and right. Um, that is automatically done. So if you buy a couple of tickets, say for you and your wife, then when you buy those two tickets, the seat immediately to the right and immediately to the left is blocked off by the system, so they can't they can't be sold. And so uh, the social distancing aspect is built right into the process of purchasing the tickets. Done yeah. right there on the website. All right, Matt Smith is with us. Uh, we got one more segment with him. We'll come back. I'll uh, talk to him about. I want to talk to you about Mulan because I was really surprised about what Disney did. I'll see what your thoughts on that is as well as we return here on the the Dave Ellswick Show on one hundred one point one FM. The answer. Last segment, Matt Smith, movie mogul, with me here on the Dave Ellswick Show. He owns all of basically the independent movie theaters from Hot Springs to Batesville. That's the way I like to look at it. It's great. I, are you showing some of these great movies that they're showing at the drive-ins? I mean, Halloween well, we, and, and all yeah, of those? Yeah, we, yeah we've, been, we've been showing those all summer. You know, we, 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 were, we were just closed from basically March 18th to May 18th. We've been open since May 18th. We've been open for three months. And, yes, we've been showing those cool movies, uh, you know, all all. Uh, summer long, you know, I've got a drive-in, um, you know, in Belleville, Illinois, and right. uh, we've been, you know, yeah, we've been programming some of that stuff all summer, doing a lot of the classics. It's been a lot of fun. We've had we've had a great time, you know, showing the Raiders of the Lost Ark movies and Back to the Future and Jurassic Park and Jaws, and it's been great. It's been a good summer. Yeah, it's been a lot of it's fun been good. It. A lot of great movies that you guys uh, that you that you you've been showing and that's fantastic hey let me ask this question of you you know we talk from time to time about streaming and is streaming ever going to be able to dig into a movie theater uh you know people going no uh, this yeah i know that that's what you feel no what do you what do you feel about what disney's doing with mulan i mean that was a huge tentpole movie for them, the live-action version of Mulan. And to see it, you've got to, you've got to be a Disney Plus fan. And the last I heard, Disney was going to want 30 bucks from everybody to see this movie. Uh, does that, is that any kind of shift as far as moviedom goes? No, no. I mean, you know, they... Uh I mean, they've been singing this doom and gloom for many, many years. You know, first TV was going to kill the movies, and then uh, VHS tapes are going to kill the movies. Then cable TV was going to kill the movies. Then DVD was going to kill the movies. And then streaming was going to kill the movies. 
And that's just not what we do. If you want to sit at home on your butt and look at that little screen, there's various <laughs> ways for you to do that. Yeah, and you I need understand. to do that. You need to sit at home and look at that little screen. But that has nothing to do with what we're doing. Netflix and Amazon Prime and Peacock and HBO Max and Dish and blah, 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 they're all battling for someone that wants to sit at home on their butt and look at a little screen. And that's cool. But you guys that are talking that, which is, you know, your, your negative media, they never say anything good, you're talking about something totally different. You're talking about content, okay? Content. I'm not in the content business. I'm in the experience business, right? right. So it's not right. the same thing. Just like you can watch a football game at home or you can go to the stadium. You can listen to music on your little iPhone or you can go to a concert. I guess you can turn on your TV today and look at a river. Or you can get in a canoe and go to the river, okay? So, I mean, I'm not, I'm not in the content business. I'm in the experience business. And for what we do as a cinema industry, it's about sight, sound, seat, and service. We're going to give you a bigger screen, a better sound system, a more comfortable seat than you can get at home. We're going to show you a brand-new movie, and somebody's going to cook your food for you and hand it to you. Okay, so our customer is somebody that wants to get out of the house. I'm not trying to get that customer that wants to sit on their butt at home and stare at the television. Right. Netflix is trying to take that customer from Amazon Prime. Who's trying to take that customer from HBO Max and blah, 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 blah. It's got nothing to do with what we're doing at the cinemas. All right. So so I got to ask the question, though, Mm -hmm. what what what's Disney's end game on this? I mean, Mulan. Sure. Is, I'll tell you Disney's real... in-game. Let's, let's yeah. talk about that. Okay, Disney, go. Di- Disney parks have been closed, okay? They're losing billions of dollars all over the world with their parks closed. Disney has not released any movies because, stupidly, movie theaters have been closed. Ignorant but true. So Disney is sitting there bleeding and bleeding and bleeding and bleeding to death with billions and billions and billions of dollars disappearing and their stockholders constantly on their back. And so Disney, being the smartest and most intelligent entertainment operator on the globe, they say, you know what? We got that earnings call today, and they're going to want us to talk about it, and it's going to have an impact on our stock, so we better throw these idiots a bone. And so these idiots sit at home, and they love all this stuff that they see on, the virus has attacked us, and we got to sit at home. We better buy some Netflix stock or whatever. So Disney has their earnings call, and in the earnings call, they announce that they're going to show Mulan in people's houses. And the stock market loves it. Oh, wow, hey, Disney's going to show something in people's houses, you know? And there's a response to that, and their stock doesn't take a hit. They made that announcement at their earnings call for that quarter. Had to do it. Helps their stock price. Got nothing to do with making and releasing motion pictures to cinemas, which is what Disney does better than anybody else. All right. So final. I understand why they did it. Makes total and complete sense to me. Okay, we're down to two minutes. Final question: yeah, Movie theaters are beginning to reopen. New, uh, new movies are being released now more than they have been in the last uh, four or five months. How long before you think movie houses are back up and run full blow again? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, we're getting two new movies this Friday. We've got two new movies next Friday. The week after that, we've got Tenet. we got new movies coming in September. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Obviously, we've got to work around these capacity restrictions. 
you know, it's it, it's it, it's it's hard to tell. It's hard, you know. Hey, predicting the future. When are they going to lift those restrictions? Who knows, right? We don't know. I gotcha. All right, Matt. It's always a pleasure. I appreciate you being with me here today uh, on the Dave Ellswick Show, talking about movies. I'm excited. I'll be. I won't be there this weekend, but I will next weekend once I get this cast off and uh, to see Unhinged. And I can guarantee you, I'll be in a seat. My fanny will be firmly plastered in front of a big screen on August 31st to see Tenet. I'll be hey, there I'll tell you something's going to make you happy. That What's 2020 that? free popcorn bucket is going to be good to the end of 2021. Ah, that's you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> you be just good made the rest. All, you, uh, all of next year, buddy. All of next you, year. Hey, you come just, see you us. com. You made my Friday, brother. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Thanks a lot. Matt Smith here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget Unhinged opening at the local theaters this weekend. Matt's got uh, Hot Springs, Little Rock, Cabot, Searcy, and in Batesville. I'm out of time. We'll be back with you Monday, 6 a.m. Power Panel, Dave Ellswick Show. Have a great weekend.